hey, it's Seeking Plum. So I have one kitty who's feeling conflicted, and I'm feeling the same way, but about something else. And I don't know that either one of us have any reason to be feeling that way. To give you a kitty update, first, I've added to her name, and instead of Lady Charlotte Everly Sansa, her name is, uh, I'm not sure about the lady part, but it's Chloe Charlotte Everly Sansa. So I'm gonna call her Chloe from now on. Charlotte wasn't really fitting her personality now that I've got to know her a little better. So yesterday morning was the introduction of the two cats. Between Sunday and Tuesday, I was doing very gradual processes, petting the two of them, sharing their objects back and forth, letting them sniff things out, and then I let them explore each other's spaces in a safe way. But then I let them see each other from a distance and let them determine when they wanted to approach each other. It went better than I expected. Anyway, then I was able to leave the door open and let them wander about. And it's pretty much been open almost the entire time since, except of course when I'm sleeping and I can't keep an eye out. Now where the confliction comes in, my older boy, who has been uh, an only child for about three years now, he, he really wants to play, but he's also not sure what to, what to think. His eyes dilate and he gets all excited and he even will wiggle his tush and he, he wants to pounce. But then, then when she gets close or he gets close to her, then he'll hiss at her. But he doesn't do any of the standard body language to say that he's angry or upset or threatened in any way. At one point she was playing in one of the, uh, it's a kitty tunnel, and she was in that tunnel, and he did pounce and attack the tunnel. So you know he, he does want to play, but as soon as she came out of it, then, then he hissed at her. And of course she went running, but she wants to play too, and she is persistent. She keeps coming back to him, and he will chase her off with a hiss. I know that this is going to work out, but it's interesting to watch him, how he really desperately wants to play with her, but he's, he's just not letting himself go there yet. The question is why? You know, why do we do things like that to ourselves? For whatever reason, I have been feeling conflicted about higher education, and it's been on my mind quite a bit lately. If you hadn't gathered, I don't have a college degree, but I do have some college courses under my belt, but I took those in high school. I have some computer training and some certifications, but it's not quite the same. There are times when I am ashamed and embarrassed that I don't have higher education or a college degree, and there are other times when I'm okay with it, but this requires a bit more of an explanation. The real wrecking ball to this whole confliction is that there's no possible way I can go to college or university, not just due to my health, but financially as well. But for whatever reason, I'm thinking about higher education. Maybe it's something I want to do? I don't know, because I still couldn't tell you what I want to study. But back to what I'm really conflicted about. There is a whole whack load of information and knowledge that I would love to have. Okay, that's, that's just, I guess, point number one you could say. I also know that going to college or university, you are trained how to critically think. 
And I want that. I want to build up my ability to more critically analyze anything and everything. But on my own, in learning to be more critical in my thought processes, I've also incorporated more imaginative and creative thinking. And I will say that sometimes it can be too easy to fall more towards the analytical side and forget about thinking outside the box. Not, not necessarily forgetting about it, but not using those types of thought processes. Not using them as effectively or as wide-reaching as I'd like to. So what I'm getting at is thinking more imaginatively and creatively creatively while critically analyzing something is a, a it's a process it's something you have to put effort into and to continue to create those neural pathways something you have to work at and i've sort of learned how my brain works and how i think so i've been able to do that but when i think about going back to or not back to but going to some form of education because everything is set up in a structure you have to be graded there are exams there's a syllabus everything has to be done a certain way and obviously so because you have no way of knowing how you're progressing and how you're learning but is there room for learning outside the box for stretching outside the box or is it very strictly rote I don't know that I really entirely believe that that's the case, but because of the effort and the way I've figured out how to think that the way I think, I'm worried that if I went into such an environment and was trained and taught for years on end, that I would lose what I have learned and seem somewhat fragile because it's not in, ingrained yet. I don't know if any of this is making any sense. It probably sounds a bit naive. I mean, when I think back to the college courses I took, they were, they were a bit rote, but they were designed to be that way. Calculus can't be any other way. But when I think about other topics, other types of courses, I don't know exactly what I'm expecting it to be. Or not to be. If it's an English course, you either write well or you don't. You either know your grammar or you don't. If it's a science course, well, you either know the material or you don't. It's the getting from point A to point B. You know how you had to show your work when you were in, in, in school? And even if the answer was correct, but you didn't show your work, or your work was different than expected, it could be considered wrong, or not what it should be. But the more I learn as an adult, we all think so differently, we process things differently. We can still come up with the correct answer. We just didn't get from point A to point B in the same way. Doesn't make it wrong. Could there be a more efficient way? Sure. But I also think that if you don't take the efficient route, and maybe you took the scenic route, the scenic route might show you something that you could use elsewhere in another fashion, which leads me to a very key component of how I think. 
There are times when I want to know a step-by-step process of how to do something or how something works. Like, don't waste my time, just tell me. Step one, step two, step three. But typically speaking, that's not how I like to learn. I want to know how it works, why it does it, the ins and outs of it. Because later, then, essentially, I can pull it apart in my head and I might be able to use a piece of that or a part of how it works in some other way, not in the way it was intended to be used initially. So going back to that imaginary math problem, if you think about a real world uh, problem of some kind, if I know how these three or four different tools work, but none of them are right for the job, but I know that if I pull from two or three of them and I piece together these different aspects, they will achieve greatness, then I can do that. But because I have learned how they work inside and out, not the step one, two, three. My frustration with many learning environments is they don't have room for that, that sort of learning. If you want to pause and say, okay, why is it that way? Why does it work that way? Then often the answer is just because or something equally as benign and frustrating because the goal is you have to keep moving because there is a syllabus or something like that that has to be followed. There's a destination and there's limited time. Not to mention you're in a classroom or, or you know a theater with a bunch of other people. And those whys don't come with just how does something work or why is it that way. It's also why did people come to that conclusion? You know, those types of questions. There's not always time for that, which means there's not really time for the scenic route. When I think about it, I have all of these stupid thoughts about higher education and questions when it's not even a possibility. I mean, I was just thinking about the differences between solo learning and classroom learning or group learning, collaborative. There is freedom in solo learning, but then you miss out on being able to ask questions and sharpen your thoughts and ideas with other people when you are learning in a group setting. I think education has been on my mind for several reasons. Yeah, we've been hearing about those with degrees being quote elitist. I'm not going to get into how ridiculous that is, but some of that hits a little close to home when those comments are said to friends. And frankly, elitist is the nicest of things that are said. But the other reason that education is on my mind as well is that each time I read something or, more importantly, share something here on Anchor about something I've read, to me, it highlights another area where I'm lacking in some form of knowledge or information. It lays bare a, a vulnerability or a, quote, weakness. I wouldn't personally call it a weakness of myself or someone else, but for some reason, I feel that way. I feel deficient. I don't believe that, but I ask myself, why am I bothering to open my mouth and speak about anything when I know nothing? I don't have expertise in any of these things that I ask questions about or read about or wonder about. I guess what it boils down to is then I feel for some reason that my words don't carry any weight of any kind. And I guess maybe that's what really bothers me. Wow, yeah, that hit close to home. The idea that maybe these words, these anchor bites are meaningless. 
I mean, I personally get something out of doing anchor episodes and segments and so on, but there is that part of you that wishes and hopes that there is a, a point that maybe someone somewhere gets a little something out of what you're putting out into the world. That it's not that tree that falls in the forest and no one hears. Though when I pause to think about it, how meaningful is a fallen tree? Trees fall every day, and we all have things to say. We're all putting things out on social media every day, many times a day. You know, I think I just lost that confliction. Just in accepting that I'm just another voice among billions on this round marble in space.